Here we go. Welcome to the Transform with Travel podcast, where we share stories of personal transformation and life lessons through our experiences of traveling and exploring the world. Travel is the ultimate accelerator for personal growth, and it can be the root catalyst for the pivots and plot twists we make in our lives. I'm your host, Kelly Tolliday, and it's my mission to inspire you to live life to its fullest, travel with an open mind and heart, and let the world show you a new perspective. I'm so grateful you're here with us today, so let's dive right in. Happy exploring. All right, here we go. Welcome to the Transform with Travel podcast. I am so, so, so excited today because I have my beautiful business partner, my soul sister, my work wife here with me, <laughs> Chloe Ravel, the other half of Rising Nature Retreats. And I'm so excited and grateful that you're here with us today. Thank you for having me. And so me and Chloe have been connected since 2018, 2019. We ran a couple women's circles together at our local studio that we were both working at. And when I moved back here from the U.S., you were really like my my rock here in the yoga community because I was so nervous that I wasn't going to have a strong community of yogis and people who were interested in wellness like I had in Sydney. And my friend Marissa, shout out to the Wander Shop here in Fort Lauderdale, messaged me and said, you have to get connected with Chloe. So then when I moved back, we got connected. And we, like I said, we did a couple events together. And that was really it. We, we followed each other through the pandemic. We kind of kept in contact with each other. And then I had an opportunity to run a retreat in Florida and I needed a, a, a person to j- run it with me and help me collaborate. And so I offered to you and that was really how Rising Nature Retreats was born. We had an amazing experience working together. And I remember we were sitting at the end of that retreat and we looked at each other <laughs> after everyone left and we thought, we need to do this for real, for real. <laughs> and then on the drive home from that retreat, we came up with Rising Nature Retreats. We applied for the LLC. We got the Gmail. We got everything. <laughs> Two fire signs working together. <laughs> so thank you for joining us today. I'd love for you to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. This is so exciting. And I love to remember and just reminisce on that aha moment because it truly was such a special moment when the the birth of Rising Nature Retreat. So my name is Chloe Ravel. I am passionate about wellness and travel, and I love to share the modalities that for me have changed my life, which include yoga, meditation, sound healing, and mindset coaching and mindset work. And I've been teaching for about eight years now, which is crazy to think about how time flies. I started with the practice of yoga, the physical practice. I was transitioning from a time where I was living in Europe. I was living in Spain for about a year and a half. And I found myself in South Florida really searching for community. Our stories are similar in that capacity. I just wanted to meet people outside of the typical like go out party vibe. And I was working at a tea shop that was right next to a yoga studio. So these yogis would walk in all the time and would sit and order tea and just have so much to offer, such great conversations. And I put the intention out there that I wanted to meet people and the universe always provides. And so that was the beginning of it. I one night was invited to head on over to that yoga class and connect in that space. And it was so incredibly therapeutic and wonderful for me. And I found my people. And so then I started attending as a student. And then before I knew it, I was in the teacher training program. And then before I knew it, I was teaching at that studio here in Fort Lauderdale, which was really special for me. And so my journey really began with my search for looking for natural and holistic ways to balance, you know, the moods that I was having with a lot of stress. I was dealing with a lot of stress, being in a new place, a lot of change. So adapting. And yoga brought that in such a beautiful, magical way. And so I continued my journey to learn how to share this with others because that's my thing. It's like when I find something that I'm really passionate about, I just get so excited. Yeah. That's the Gemini in me. Yeah, you're a true teacher. You're <laughs> yeah. a teacher. Yeah. And I, and I just want to share it with the world. I just like the, the energy. I can't help it. I can't help but share the things that I'm passionate about. So that's how the journey began. And then a couple years after teaching, I started to dive deep into meditation and the benefits of meditation and mindset and how to really shift into the changes I wanted to see for myself professionally, starting a new business. And I came across sound healing, and that has completely changed my life and really brought everything full circle because growing up, I was really involved in music. I, pre- I played French horn professionally. 
And then things shifted when I, you know, moved and was traveling. And so for me to find sound healing all over again through this experience has been such a blessing and such another aha moment for me. But yes, so those are a little, that's a little bit about me and how all of the things that I love kind of connect. So yeah, anyways. <laughs> so you mentioned that you're a Gemini. That's also the name of your business, the Gemini Rising. But so you mentioned that you were living in Spain before you moved to South Florida. Can you talk a little bit about why you were there in Spain? What were you doing? I know you kind of bounced around Europe a little bit. So I'd love to hear kind of that journey of taking that step to moving there and what that was like actually as an expat living over there. Yeah, it was it was such an amazing experience. I look back on it and it was such a catalyst for so much change and so much shift for me. But I had recently graduated, completed my undergrad, and it was just like curious to know what was next. And, and in those questions of the unknown, right? Like what's next for me? And already in my high school and college experience, like, I'm not sure exactly where this comes from because I just I always felt this curiosity to travel to new places. I think a lot of it stems from my childhood and my dad traveling a lot for work and my mom doing such a beautiful job. Like when I would miss him, she would tell me the stories of all the places he was going to. And I think that brought that like that storytelling and that enchantment and that curiosity to to my awareness at a very young age. So I, I was really lucky to travel as an adolescent and as a teen. And so when I was graduating from college, it just made sense for me to to travel because I was like, I feel like if I head out and just venture out, I'll find the answers I'm seeking. Mm. <laughs> and that's kind of like the premise of everything that we do with Rising Nature Absolutely. Retreats, right? Totally. It's like, okay, like if you're if you're feeling stuck, if you're feeling uninspired, if you're feeling like you don't know what's next, like what would it feel like to just allow yourself to be really open and curious and venture off to somewhere new where you're outside of your regular routine and giving yourself a little buffer between you and stress to to explore yourself and to explore the world. And so I landed in Spain. I had the choice to either be in Madrid or in a small beach town in Andalusia in southern Spain. And I chose a small beach town. As a New Yorker, I needed a little bit of a reprieve. And I was just seeking some more stillness. It was very contradictory to anything I had known leading up to this. But I just knew that I just wanted more stillness and peace in my life. So I ended up in this small little town. And the gig I got was a teaching gig to teach English to elementary school kids. <laughs> and it was an awesome opportunity because I also love language learning. and I love to connect with people in that space. So the gig was amazing. It was very Spanish style. Like I worked three days a week in the school and then I had a super long weekend to just explore and travel all over. And I did a lot of travel within Spain. Spain is so diverse in the sense there's like four different languages that they speak within the country, diverse in, in, in the environment. And like I was living in southern Spain, which was very like desert-like. And I travel up to northern Spain and got to connect with the Basque culture and Basque country that's very green, very lush. And yeah, and did some bouncing around Europe. And it was an incredible year of reflection. I feel like that's really when my journaling practice came mm -hmm. about because I, I made this commitment also <laughs> to not just make friends with Americans and like meet new people, which was challenging, but a part of my spiritual growth to put myself in those uncomfortable situations. I made amazing friends. And I also had a lot of time for myself to journal, to meditate, to, to just connect with some time to ask questions of myself, to discover things about myself. So that was an incredible time in my life that I will always remember and always cherish. And it was also the place that I got introduced to essential oils. So essential oils is a big part of my business. I share a lot of aromatherapy within the sensory experiences that I create with Sound Bath. So there was this cute little shop in the city of Granada and my town was about like an hour and a half away. So I'd go there like once a month to connect with that culture. And in Granada, there's a lot of street musicians, a lot of this boho life. But there's this small little aromatherapy shop. And I would go there every time and make like a connection and beautiful relationship with the shop owner. And she taught yoga. And so she was one of the first people that I met that I was like, okay, these yogis, they're, they're up to some really cool things. So yeah, my time in Spain was just one for the books. That's Loved incredible. It. So I've known you for five years now. <laughs> We've been working 
talking every day. <laughs> every 10 <laughs> for minutes. For two years. Every 10 <laughs> minutes for two years. And I've never heard that story. Yeah. So this is amazing. I really love when you talk about the space that travel affords you, like away from those daily stressors of being at home. Travel can be stressful just in and of itself because you're outside of your comfort zone. But those daily obligations that you feel required to solve every problem when you're back home, those take a toll on your creativity, on your ability to like think outside of the box and really dream up the life that you want to live. So I think that's really amazing that you had that experience. And so after you lived in Spain, did you go back straight to New York or were you heading to South Florida after that? So I was heading back to New York. I was in New York for about a summer and then again, there was like this uneasiness, this restlessness that I felt. And I was like, okay, somewhere new. That's all I knew at that point was like somewhere new is going to continue to give me the answers that I'm seeking. And living by the beach in Spain, it was just something that I was like, okay, that's where I feel really connected. And that was how I started to explore this realization that being close to nature was where I was feeling like I could be inspired. Mm. And I was having these moments of connection to myself, to something greater than myself. And so it made sense to follow the ocean. <laughs> so I landed, I chose to explore. And, and South Florida was truly just something I was trying out. And like I mentioned, I found like I was interning at a nonprofit, working with the IRC, with different refugees that were coming in to the country and providing them resources around wellness and health mm. and nutrition and just doing like basic classes, basic education in that space. And, and I really loved that internship. It was incredible. And then I, and in that time is when I found my little gig, you know, as a 22 year old, like barista at this tea shop. And then I found the yoga community and then I got hooked. I was like, these are my people. This is my place. Let's see what I can create as an entrepreneur, like having this skill set now and also having this passion to share wellness with other people because I was noticing the shifts and changes in my life, in my energy, um, in my motivation, and just like my outlook overall. So mm -hmm. yeah, that's kind of how I landed. I was just following nature, following yeah. <laughs> beautiful beachfront locations, and I've, I've been here ever since. So. And so that's kind of really a really beautiful synopsis or a really beautiful way that you've merged all of your different passions together because – that trip to Spain, I know you had done other trips before and you've lived in France and you've done all these fun things, but it seems like this idea of travel as a form of personal development or travel as a form of really being a part of your spiritual practice, following those little pings of where nature was calling you, which is in our name, Rising Nature Retreats, and then that led you to the point of this awakening of, wow, yoga, meditation, essential oil, sound healing, we can bring this all together into one business, which you created with Gemini Rising. And now the two of us having both really similar passions and different areas of expertise, but also similar, but holding us in this umbrella of we both love to travel and we love to allow other people to see the world too in a really safe and accessible way to be able to bring all those things together has just been a really magical experience for both of us to be able to do that. I, I want to touch on a little bit of this idea of how healing nature is for you. I know you just did a post today on mental health awareness day and about how nature has really been such a healing power for you and how when you travel, you can seek out those places. And I know when we select locations for our retreats, we make sure that they're steeped in nature, that it's a different environment than what we're used to, and that people really get that sense of being immersed. So I'd love to hear a little bit about what like what that means for you when you're in nature, what that does for you on like an energetic, physical level. Great question. I've been thinking about this quite a bit since returning from a retreat in Costa Rica just because I got back and I was feeling so great, so energized, so connected to myself, so clear. So I guess if I think about it retrospectively, like growing up, that wasn't something I necessarily had a connection to, like nature, for example. I grew up in a big city. It was a big part of my identity that I was a big city girl, you know. So when I went, actually, my undergrad was in upstate New York in the Hudson Valley in a very rural place. And that was, I, I believe, the first experience 
with nature, but that time it was very, it was very abrupt. It was very in my face. Like, wait, what? It's pitch black at night. Everything is quiet. I can hear crickets, deer just frolicking around everywhere. Is that the sound of a coyote way out there? Like it was really, really scary for me actually. And, and it's interesting now when we go on retreats and we have amazing participants who are ready to like take this leap of faith and travel with us. It's really amazing to witness their journey through their eyes, through their experience, because I remember what it was like to have that first immersive nature experience at Mm. the age of 18, like far away from my family and my friends. So it's really come full circle for me as I've been doing a lot of work and saying a bit about shamanism, about indigenous practices, and how nature is such a core component of how these indigenous people connect to spirit, to spirituality. And it just feels very accessible, very real, very true. We, we talk a lot about the elements on our retreats. In fact, we like frame a lot of the way we teach based on, you know, following the guidance of the fire element, water, earth, air, and sometimes even ether. And for me, the experience of being out in nature is just being first and foremost able to disconnect from my phone. And that's just, it's simple, but it's true. We were having this conversation a couple of days. It just felt so nice. Like we had our international plan for when we needed it. But for the most part, like phones are away. We're not constantly being bombarded by the Google reminder and the the Facebook and the Instagram and the email. It just, it feels as if modern day living is nonstop with mm-hmm. the notifications. And that is engaging your brain every time. Right? It's redirecting your attention to, to from whatever you were doing to now to now the, the notification on your phone. So to be in these immersive experiences, first and foremost, it's this dis- disconnect to reconnect in a way that just fills my soul and inspires me. And so when I create a buffer from the stress of everyday life, that's the space where I can feel the most creative where I can have all the ideas that I'm like, okay, I'm going to put that on the list. I'll focus on that. We'll we'll have to brainstorm about it. Like in nature, when I'm immersed, when we're in Costa Rica, just laying by the pool, surrounded by nature sounds in the jungle, I was able to put together my sound healing certification course that for months I've been like ruminating about, like, I want to do that. How am I going to do that? Boom. It just came to me. Mm -hmm. Right. So Nature as a big source of inspiration for me, absolutely, because it clears the space. Um, I live in my head a lot. That, that's another Gemini tendency. And so that earthing, grounding element creates a sense of safety for me. And when we feel safe, we know that in that safe, safe space, our creative juices start to flow, mm-hmm. right? We're, not, we're no longer in survival mode from like the nervous system perspective, but we can be you know, at peace and in that space, then we can allow our hearts and our minds to really dream big. Mm. And I know that's something that we get to share with our guests, right? Like you're here in this space, you've been able to create some distance from your everyday life. What does that mean for you? And, and what can you create from that space? So creativity. Also, I feel like nature is very healing for me because it does, you know, allow me to look at the things that perhaps like I've been ignoring or just not paying attention to. And so it allows for emotions to come up and or new awarenesses to come up in a really safe and supported way. So to be in nature is to feel creative and to feel like there's safe space for me to heal. Yeah, I I, I can 100 percent agree with that. I, and I think a lot of our guests also get that feeling. A lot of the, you know, end of the retreat introspection that we talk about, everyone's talking about just how just being with the trees and with the ocean and seeing the animals and slowing down. I think that's another thing that nature does for you is it affords you the chance to just slow down and observe this flower or watch that caterpillar or watch a sloth in the trees for 30 minutes because it doesn't move very fast, but we're all (laughs) entranced and we're sipping our coffee and we're sitting down. A lot of us even talked about how we were sleeping, actually. The number of hours we were sleeping were less, but we felt more energized than we would back at home. And I think that has so much to do with the healing power of nature, which is why it's so important for us in our retreats. It's, like I said, in our name, Rising Nature Retreats, it's so important for us to be able to afford these opportunities to people to connect with nature. And 
I think it's really funny that you say that your first real like nature experience was when you were 18, you're a big city girl. And then just this year, you spent four days in an open air tree house with no walls, no air conditioning, barely any lights in the middle of the jungle in Dominican Republic. You're hearing all the sounds, all the rain, all the everything. And to think, you know, just however many years, not very long you went from that to this is just so powerful. And I think a lot of our guests got that and got that perspective shift as well when they came with us to DR too. I, I think like I look back and I can't even believe that the now me, the present me is doing the things I'm doing yeah. <laughs> and taking these leaps and, and going to these really remote places. And, and I think people ask us that sometimes like, okay, how come we're going this far into the jungle? I mean, it's, we, we do our best that, you know, we're not traveling crazy amounts, but there is a purpose for that, right? It's just the container. We talk a lot about that, the container. We really want to create a space that if we are going to do this, if we are going to retreat, that we can be as far away from the stress and the distractions and in a nature experience. And yeah, I we, we also chatted about how awesome that was to be in those tree houses in the Dominican Republic and how incredibly soothing it was. Like maybe the first night you're like, oh, okay. No walls. Yeah, what's that sound? Uh, already. <laughs> Is there a lizard in my room? <laughs> but ultimately, it was truly the best sleep I ever got. Again, another retreat where I came back just feeling really ready to take it to the next level, right? Within my business, within my personal life, within my healing, because I gave myself that space. Mm. And I think that's a big reason why we do what we do, right? It's like we want these spaces for ourselves personally because we know the healing and transformation that happens when we travel. Yeah. And we become so passionate about like like rescheduling our life or redirecting the way our, we live our lives so that there is this intentional time for you for you and your family, for me and my family to make sure we do this and then to now be in the space where we're like calling in people to do this with us. It's just really, really special to me because of the power that it's had in shifting my awareness and my life. And let's keep traveling. Let's yeah. keep doing this. Yeah. <laughs> and I think more and more people, a lot of guests that come on retreat for us, they haven't been traveling for a long time and they want to go with a group for support or, you know, their partner doesn't want to travel to Costa Rica or Greece, but they want to. So they go with the support of a group or people want to have a like-minded community. They want to dive deeper into their yoga practice and the retreat on top of the amazing travel experiences that they get with culture, with adventure, with surfing, with historical hikes, like all the really cool stuff that we do. On top of that, we get a lot of guests who are coming to deepen their yoga practice and their meditation practice. Other people are coming so that they get to really see a part of the world that they never thought they'd be able to see before. That's what we're seeing with our Thailand guests coming up. So I, I guess we're on the topic of retreats. I'd love to hear your perspective of our past Costa Rica retreat. So we just got back from Costa Rica. And at the time of recording this, it's been about two weeks since we got back. We had nine beautiful women join us on retreat to Puerto Viejo on the Caribbean coast of Costa Rica. And we just had the most magical time with our guests. I mean, every retreat is amazing and special in its own way because every group is, has their own energy. Every location has their own energy. Every excursion has their own energy. So it's truly like each retreat has its own blueprint. But I'd love to, since this is so fresh for us, so I'd fresh. love to, we haven't really had a chance to fully recap together. So let's just do, <laughs> do it, it while we're on air. <laughs> Why not? Why not? <laughs> so what was that like for you to lead the Costa Rica retreat? Costa Rica, so many things to chat, chat about. It has been on my list for so long. I've heard you talk about it. So many people in my life who have traveled there and they're like, you have, this is like your place. Like you got to go check it out. For me, I, I really enjoyed the cultural diversity that was experienced. Also the biodiversity within the nature, like to talk about diversity on all levels when it came to the people we were meeting experiences, the excursions, the foods we were eating, and how many different cultural influences there were on like, or renditions of the rice that we would have, right? Based mm. on different lineages and different immigrant populations that have, yeah. that have migrated and are now living and thriving in Costa Rica. So I, I, I remember when we were looking at the menu and we we're like, 
oh, no, this day has chicken and rice and the next day has chicken and rice. And our retreat manager in Costa Rica was like, no, this is the Caribbean chicken and rice and this is the <laughs> traditional Tico. We're like, yeah. what does that mean? She's like, you'll see, you'll see. And yeah. it was completely different. It was. It was completely different. And delicious. Yes, Like out of, this, out of this world, delicious. Yes. So, yeah, what a cool experience that was, like, so well-balanced. Like, we – this particular retreat felt really balanced for us as facilitators, mm -hmm. as teachers. Uh, we got to really have the space and time to go deep in our practice and um, – Introduce some new things like we we did our walking meditation on the beach guided by Dr. Joe Dispenza, which was really activational to do it like in the morning walking on the beach and feeling that vibration of the nature all around us. I remember a couple of our guests were like, that was the best place you could have picked to do a walking meditation. I was like, well, this is- We had never is, even been there. We were this just is like, Costa this Rica. Is the beach, <laughs> this is the beach we're going to. Yeah. We'll see if it works. Yeah. And it worked <laughs> yeah. like so well. And so we had that space and time to really go deep in our practices when it came to the meditation with the amazing inversion workshop that you taught. And- allowing like all levels of practitioners to go deeper, right? Even if it's a little scary and it's like, oh, I've never really done a handstand, but I'd love to learn the basic foundations to get there mm -hmm. and to have the spaces for workshops, for yoga classes, for sound healing. When we travel to these places, I love when we connect with local healers and practitioners. Yeah. Um, We've and done chefs. that this whole year, actually. We've done this DR, we brought in a year. local sound healer. Greece, we brought in a local sound healer and massage therapist. Mm -hmm. And now Costa Rica. Mm -hmm. So that was every time when we connect with healers and practitioners within the countries that we're vis visiting, that's another highlight moment for me because I just feel like I can learn so much and see the way people are holding space and showing up for this kind of work within their own creativity, within their own voice, within their own offering. So that was special. Like the healers and everyone that contributed to our retreat. Like I think it made it a very full experience. Mm -hmm. And Costa Rica has this pulse and vibration of Pura Vida. And this... What does Pura Vida mean? So Pura, for those listening. Pura Vida. <laughs> Pura Vida is their way. It's the way they greet people and the way they welcome everyone. And is this like go with the flow and so it is. And here we are to enjoy life at its fullest. Mm -hmm. And it's at the core of how people choose to live their life there, right? Like connecting with nature, good vibes. So when I was hanging out after the retreat with a friend, he would say, Pura Vida and Buena Vibra. So it's like pure life and then good vibrations, right? So it's all about the vibration, the energy that you put forth and how you show up in every exchange. And I would mm. feel it when I would go to the coffee shop. I'd feel it when we go to that little boutique that we loved that we went to so many times. You'd feel it in the way that you just walk down the street and greet people. You feel it with everybody that contributed to our space, the chef, um, the massage therapist, like you feel this energy of inclusiveness and connectivity. Mm. And that is really what I'm taking home from Costa Rica is that lightness of being and that compassion and understanding and the ICU. I recognize you as you are recognizing me. Mm -hmm. And we and we that's something that we integrate in the yoga practice, right? Like when we the word namaste, namaste means yeah. the light within me honors and recognizes the light that is within you. Mm. And so to see a culture not just do that in their 90-minute yoga class or nowadays 60-minute yoga class, but all day long as it as it's part of who they are and the heartbeat of this land and the space is just like was so inspired. <laughs> so inspired and wanting to bring that good energy and vibration back into my space here. And I feel like our retreat guests, like when I when I sit back and watch all the testimonials we just got, I just I watch it and I'm just my heart is so full and like so appreciative that we got to share that experience with all of our people. Mm. And we got to be fully immersed not only in the nature, but in the Buddha Vida vibration. And that yeah. vibration I feel is what's gonna heal the world. And we started with that walking meditation and it was the walk for the world that people were doing all over the world. So 146 countries were participating in this walk for the world. And 
and the prompt was walk in that world that you be the change you want to see in the world and walk as if you're already that person being that change. And I think the retreat following up after that meditation just helped us embody that vision and intention so much because I was like, okay, this is the way I choose to live my life. Like I am inspired by this culture, this Costa Rican culture to bring back that Buddha Vida into my everyday living. Mm. And, and truly that's what retreats are all about, right? This is why retreats and travel is a spiritual task within itself. So you will have your everyday classes and journal prompts, but just to walk around in Costa Rica and meet people and connect is a spiritual experience already. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And I think, like you said, a lot of the feedback that we got from guests also also reflected that back was the that integration of the culture that you go visit. It's not just I'm going to drop into this five-star resort and do my yoga and then fly back home and not really have any interaction with the local community or the local culture. In DR, we brought arts and crafts for the local orphanage nearby. In Greece, we got to meet with local experts in different areas and we had lunches with them and we talked with them. In Costa Rica, we had so many different amazing people come in and I think it's that interaction with the culture and really getting a, a, a finger on the pulse of the the pace of peace or the rhythm of life that's there in that place. And I think that's what a lot of people take home is, wow, I knew I was going to get some really great yoga and some really great sound healing, but I didn't think I would get such a well-rounded travel experience. And that's something that we take a lot of pride in. For me, uh, I didn't expect us to go that deep within our yoga practice to really get to to dive into a lot of the subtler aspects of the physical practice and the meditation. It's always there for me to teach, but it depends on the group. It depends on the time that we had. And our group in Costa Rica was just so ready to learn and, and take in so many different new aspects of yoga. So that was really special for me to be able to teach a lot of that. I've never taught that inversion workshop in a retreat capacity before, so that was really fun to be able to introduce that. And we had guests, like you said, who never stand, stood on their hands, never did a handstand, never did crow pose, and they were using the wall for support, cheering each other on. It was such like a confidence booster for a lot of people. And then the last thing that I think still – I, I literally cried when she said this. We were surfing in the water, and it was surf lessons, and I think maybe me and one other person had maybe done surf lessons before. And we had a woman on the retreat who was in her 60s, and she'd never surfed before, and she was surfing some pretty big waves. Like the instructor was pulling her back on these big waves, and I was like, whoa, this is, this is pretty big. Okay, we'll see what happens. And he pushes her on the wave, and she gets on her knees, and her she – puts her arms out like she's full on surfing. And she came up to me and she said, I was thinking this was this was one of the best days of my life. I've had so much fun. But actually, I think this is the best day of my life. And I, I started crying because I was just like, that's why we do what we do. And to be able to witness that in other – don't cry. No. <laughs> don't make me cry. <laughs> to be able to witness that in our guests, to see the profound shifts and change from a yoga practice, to see profound shifts in healing, from sound healing, from the group discussion and the dynamic that's built and the support and the community that's built within the group itself. But then just to see how powerful and, like you said, how spiritual a surf lesson can be, <laughs> an interaction in a bakery can be. That's why we do what we do. That's why – the transformation that happens on retreat, it it can happen in your day-to-day studio back home. But like you said, that buffer from stress and that openness to new situations, that's what is becoming available to you to be able to really take that next leap into that next level of your life. Absolutely. You said it perfectly. That That is why we were able to go deeper into all of our studies, all of our classes, all of the real work that we were there to do is because we had – this beautiful container and beautiful space. And that is what travel is, you know, at its core to go to somewhere new. I, I love to remember the story of us in Greece and, <laughs> and how impatient we would be as Americans waiting for the check and the moment where you were like, you're going to have to ask for it because they're not going to just bring it. Right. And they think that you're enjoying your, your meal time. and your conversation. <laughs> and we're like, uh, hello, uh, we've been sitting here for five minutes. Yeah. So where's my check? <laughs> yeah. So that pace of slow living, that just like that very simple cultural difference was a learning moment for all of us. And even though I've been to Greece like three or four times, you have as well, just 
returning and being back and out of our American way of doing things like really hastily and really quickly and we're always on the go. Just that first day that I was there in Athens before the retreat, I was like, oh, there's a different pace here. Mm. Ah, and there is some resistance that we'll feel on, on the first couple of days. Sometimes it even goes into three days, right? That three-day effect mm-hmm. of integration within just, you know, letting go of the stress, feeling connected, knowing that you're in a new place and that can feel a little jarring and, and weird at the beginning. And so there is this like transition period that we see going to retreat pre and post retreat that we are very supportive of because we have this awareness because we've done the travel that we're able to share with our guests, right? That it's okay that the first night that, or the first morning, if you want to sleep in and skip yoga, we get it, mm-hmm. right? We totally get it. You're adapting to this new way of being. And then in turn, returning home post-retreat is also this like reintegration of like, okay, nobody really at home knows what I went through and all the amazing things that I experienced on retreat. So I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm coming back home with all this excitement. So people might not be on my level, might not be matching my energy. Mm. And that's why it's so important for us to cultivate community because, because of this reason, because we've all had those shared experiences. We are forever bonded. If you've gone on a rising nature retreat, you know what that Rising Nature family feels like. We're mm-hmm. there to support each other. I mean, just this weekend, we're getting together to immerse ourselves in a, a local nature spot and reconnect, right? So I love that that aspect of what we do too, Kelly. Like the community is so, so important because it just, I mean, for me also, you know, as a Gemini Rising, like I much rather do this work in groups <laughs> than on my own. And there's just so much that we get out of these experiences. Like when we do our discussions Mm -hmm. and we're just listening to each other having our moments I think those are truly some of my most inspiring moments or inspired moments on retreat it's just being that active listener and being open to receiving knowledge and wisdom from the teachers all around us which are our guests and the people that we collaborate Mm. so just like so grateful for this community we've created. I I was thinking about that actually, as you said, the active listening, the meaningful lifelong connections that are created on this retreat are something that we can't really put into words. And it's something that like you can't wrap up in a brochure why someone should come on retreat. Uh, In 2020, I hosted a retreat in Costa Rica and a woman who had been coming to the studio that I was teaching at here in Fort Lauderdale had said like really last minute, didn't really know me very well. And she was like, I'm going to go. I'm putting my deposit down. Let's go. So she came on the retreat and my mom and a couple of her friends were going and other ladies in the in the community that were around this other woman's age were there. And we had done this workshop that I ran on the retreat. And her goal, her intention after that workshop was I'm going to make more friends in my community in South Florida because she was living part-time in the Northeast and part-time in South Florida. And from this retreat, she made lifelong friends who they still meet up with, and she continued to come on retreats with us. And then this past summer, she flew from America to Greece and roomed with another retreat friend who she met earlier this year. And it's just – or sorry, last year. And it's like just – this woman flew internationally (laughs) and stayed with a friend who she met on retreat just two years ago. How amazing is that? Like, And not just having people around at your own age, the intergenerational relationships that are formed, the friendships are, that are formed with someone in their 20s and someone in their 70s. And what I think what you were mentioning with that group discussion, for me, it's hearing everyone's wisdom. I remember on this Costa Rica retreat, some ladies that were in their 50s or 60s were like, wow, we've learned so much from you from some of the women that were in their early 20s or early 30s, and then vice versa, the women in their early 30s (laughs) were like, wow, it's so nice to hear someone say, I've been through that too, and you're going to be okay. And it's just like these intergenerational lifelong friendships is really powerful. And on the active listening part, I remember the past closing ceremony in Costa Rica, it was this next woman's turn to talk. And she was like, oh my God, I don't even know what I'm going to say because I've just been listening so much. And normally I'm in my head thinking, okay, this is what you're going to say. And then you're going to say next. When it's your turn, you're going (laughs) to say this. And I'm not really listening to anyone. And it finally got to her. And she was like, that's the first time in my life that I've ever not known what I'm going to say next. And that's true active listening when you're truly there in the present moment. So there's just like so many things that you can't wrap up in a brochure 
why going on retreat with Rising Nature Retreats is just so powerful. And I think part of the reason why it is so powerful, not to toot our own horns, but we just work so well together. And I just feel so grateful that we were able to have these experiences and continue to grow and continue to build the life of our dreams together and balance each other out in so many ways. So many ways. <laughs> so many ways. Yeah. So is there anything else you want to say yeah. about Krista? Well, just, or just in general? Just what you just said, like what a gift. And yeah. Not only to do what we do, but to continue to hone in on our why and our purpose and the reason we're doing all of this. And just I found that in Costa Rica, I just everything was clicking and making sense. Because when you – when you're starting something new, when you're starting a new business, you're in, in the throes of all the details, all the logistics planning. You know, there's there's a lot. There's a lot to consider and a lot to account for. And I found that this experience, like everything was just aligning exactly as it needed to. Not perfectly. Nothing's perfect. But exactly as it needed to, mm-hmm. to show us the real true reason why we do what we do. And it's to allow travel and wellness to come together in this beautiful fusion creative way that we have created. We've created this way of healing and um, making friends and seeing life with through new eyes and being present. Like that's what I thought about when you alluded to the closing ceremony. Mm. It was like not only a moment of true active listening, but a moment of true presence I, I I do that too. I think we all do that. Like, okay, um, there's I'm two people away from talking. What am I going to say? And like, you've missed out what the person who was sharing was sharing because you're so in your head about how you're going to be perceived. Mm. So just to piggyback on that, it's just like, these are safe spaces where we're not so wound up or in the overthinking of like, what am I going to say? Because you're so secure and safe in, in the container, in the space and know that there's no judgment that it's um, a space where anyone can share what's on their heart and know that that just stays in that container in a very safe space. And yeah, that is that is something that is truly rare these days. And the fact that we get to do that regularly <laughs> and we do that in the capacity of local events too, which I, I'm excited for all of the things that we're creating here in South Florida. We like to consider like the experiences that we do here locally as like a mini retreat or a taste of what you'll experience when you travel internationally with us. But yeah, I'm just feeling really connected to our purpose and our why. And thank you, Costa Rica. Yeah, feeling all the feels <laughs> All today. the feels. Yeah. So you mentioned South Florida. So for those listening from South Florida, we have weekly Sunday classes at Oceanic Pompano, which is just next to the Pompano Pier. We've got an ocean view, ocean breeze. It's incredible. So that's every Sunday at 9 a.m., And then we have mini retreats that we run once a quarter. Our next one is going to be in December. So stay tuned for that. And then, Chloe, you run a lot of local events. You do sound baths. Every Thursday you do a sound bath in Fort Lauderdale. So, again, check all the links in our bio and the show notes, all the places for Chloe's sound bath every Thursday. But you also do sound healing in different areas around South Florida, new moon circles, you do in t- vision boarding workshops, just a lot of stuff. So everyone make sure to follow Chloe at the Gemini rising on Instagram. So you can find all the amazing stuff that you're doing. And then for us coming up, we have our Thailand retreat in January. We are closing enrollment in the next few weeks. So for those who are interested in joining Thailand, please reach out to us. I've lived in Thailand before. I've spent a lot of time traveling through Thailand. So we're really excited to take a group with us over to Thailand. I know, Chloe, you're so really excited. excited. I'm just happy you're you're coming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is something I want to just highlight too. It's like you, when you come on retreat with us, you're truly traveling with travel experts. Like we have put in the work. We have been out there. We've been uncomfortable. We've learned, you know, the the paths of least resistance to be able to cultivate these experiences for you. And I, Asia has been on my bucket list for quite some time, specifically Thailand and Vietnam, which I'll do a little traveling after the retreat. But just to know that you're going to be there and you're going to be supporting the space after having lived there and having an understanding of the culture and the people, like that's a good feeling for me just as your business partner. And I do want to share that with people here. Like if you're if you're feeling any sorts of sort of like resistance or like 
I don't want to go if I can't convince my bestie to go with me. Just know that we've got you and that this is an experience that is tailored for you. So if you have questions leading up to it on the retreat, after the retreat, like we're there for that, right? And we're there to support. We're there to give you the best answers that we can. And if we don't have the answers, we'll find the people that will have them for you. Um, We're really traveling mindfully in a way that is um, just cognizant of like all the energy that we're putting. It it takes a lot of energy to, you know, fly across the world, right? Mm -hmm. So giving you recommendations on how to travel, mindful tips. We have our welcome calls, Zoom calls before we travel. We have a very extensive welcome brochure with like all the deets that you need to know to get prepared. So we're really here to to support travel with ease and grace. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's something that a lot of people take on board is they're like, wow, there's like we do calls with people who need to have flight recommendations. Like you said, we have welcome calls so the group gets to know each other. So there's a lot of support pre, during and post retreat. So also in 2024 coming up, we are going to launch our Portugal and Greece retreat soon. So head over to our link in bio to get on the wait list. So you have the all the information on our Instagram page. And we'll have some other exciting announcements coming up. We always have something up our sleeve. (laughs) (laughs) Always. Oh, and also for those in South Florida, we have a one-day retreat. So it's from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. You don't have to go overnight anywhere. You don't have to go on a flight. It's here in South Florida in Fort Lauderdale, a one-day retreat at the Avara Beach Spa at the Aubert's residence. And so you get yoga, meditation, breath work, an amazing lunch, a massage or facial, access to their sauna, their steam room all the things, and sound healing, community. So it's a really great way to have that retreat feel but not have to get on a plane or get PTO or all the things that you have to do in order to make a retreat work. So that's going to be a really awesome opportunity in November. Again, I'll link everything in the show notes for you guys as well as all of Chloe's information. So, Chloe, yes. I always end these episodes with rapid-fire questions oh that I don't share with anyone ahead of time. Aye, aye, aye. <laughs> so, you ready? Okay, let's go. <laughs> so number one is, if you could only go back to one country or place in the world, where would it be and why? Oof. Only back to one country, where would it be and why? Um, it would be Spain. It would be the city of Granada with the mountains in the backdrop and that beautiful architecture, Moorish architecture, fusion of cultures and cuisine and and languages. So, yeah, it would be southern Spain for sure. Amazing. Number two is where is next on your bucket list? Uh, Vietnam. Oh, yeah, you're literally going going. there. I'm going. (laughs) So excited for you. Number three is what's the biggest life lesson that you've learned while traveling? (sighs) Biggest life lesson I've learned while traveling – bunch. But I would say go with the flow. I think there's this element of travel where you can plan. And I love to plan. We love to plan. And you can coordinate all the details, but there's there's always a chance that something is not going to go exactly as you've planned. So to think on your toes, to be present, to go with the flow, I think that travel has really taught me how to just embrace life as it comes and drop expectations. That's really, that's a big life lesson that we learn in travel and that we can really apply, or I personally, I'll speak for myself, can apply to everyday living. But yeah, yeah, go with the flow. For sure. I mean, that's something that I think I've learned the most from running retreats mm-hmm. is from my very first retreat in 2016 to now is learning how to see what's happening weather-wise, see what's happening with the group. What does the group need? And instead of being so like, well, at seven we do this and at nine we do this and we can't. Chloe's laughing because she knows exactly how it used to be to now where there is so much more of a flow and we get a pulse of what what's needed from the group and what's needed from the environment. That it is why I think our retreats just keep getting better and better as we're learning how to flow. You flow a lot better, easier than I flow. <laughs> but we I'm flow differently. We flow differently. We, we flow at different paces. <laughs> but we flow. So, yeah. so then the very last question is, if you could give one piece of advice to an aspiring explorer, someone who wants to get out there in the world but isn't quite sure how, why, when, what would you say to them? I would say – book the trip, go for it. There is going to be a level of fear no matter what, especially if you're stepping outside of your comfort zone. But I think life is precious and time is precious. And there is just so, so much 
to be learned about the world and about ourselves and about humanity and about consciousness that happens with travel that I would say don't waste another day. Contact us at Rising Nature Retreats to book your next one. Yeah, I was going to say, come on retreat. That's my number one piece come, of advice is come, come on, on retreat. retreat. And so, yeah, so to piggyback on that, it's just like if you are feeling like it is too scary, ask for support and help. Like ask some friends if they want to travel with you. Connect with a retreat company like ourselves that could be there for you and guide you through that experience. But just like go for it. Like take the trip. Awesome. Thank you so much. So I know I mentioned – all the different ways to connect. Is there anywhere in particular that people could connect with you personally? Is it where's the best space online? Yes, best space online would be my Instagram, of course, to follow me at the Gemini Rising underscore. And you can also visit my website, ChloeRavel.com or the GeminiRaising.com. I have um, a very special offering to to share with all of you guys. You guys will be the first to hear it. Um, I am finally in the space where I'm feeling confident and ready so much knowledge to share for anyone who is aspiring to learn how to play the crystal singing bowls and become a sound healer. And I'm launching my first official in-person certification course in South Florida this November. It'll be a weekend-long certification training course for anybody who wants to learn for their own personal growth and experience. Because I know a lot of people who come to my class, like they'll be like, hey, I just bought my own sample and I and I don't have any idea how to use this at home, but I know I want to use it. How do I do that? So if you're one of those people, you can come and attend. If you're a yoga teacher or a Reiki practitioner or a massage therapist and you want to integrate sound as a healing modality to the offerings that you have already, this is for you. If you want to create community and you feel like sound healing and meditation is something that you want to learn about, also for you. This course will have meditation as a core component. So you'll learn in addition to how to play the instruments, like how to lead three basic meditations that can go really well with a sound bath experience. Mm. So that's this November 18th and 19th. That's amazing. Yeah, all of that's on my website. I'm so I'm so excited. Yeah. We, we do get that a lot. Everyone gets so inspired after retreats. So like, wait, I need to know more about these bowls. <laughs> And so we can do a whole other podcast episode yeah. about the power of the bulls yes. and all of that. And I'm so excited for people to share that with you. Yay. Well, thank you for sharing your time with me. Everyone listening, we're going to do once a month episodes with Chloe and I talking about different aspects of retreats, different aspects of travel and wellness. So if there are any specific questions that you have for us re- re- relating to anything that we just spoke about, feel free to shoot us a message and we will answer it to the best of our ability on the next (laughs) podcast. And I'm so happy and excited to be going on this journey with you, Chloe. Thank you. Thank you for having me and for encouraging these conversations. This is it. This is Mm -hmm. how we get to talk about all the goodness, all the good stuff, the good vibes, the pura vida, vibrations that come about on retreat. So thank you, Chloe. We're just getting started. Just getting started. (laughs) All right. Thanks, Chloe. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Transform with Travel podcast. Don't forget to hit subscribe so you never miss an episode of inspiration, adventure, and exploration. If you felt inspired by this episode, please rate and review in whatever streaming app you're listening from. This allows us to spread the word even more and continue to serve up weekly doses of adventure. As always, we'd love if you could share the episode with someone in your life who you think will benefit from this conversation. Thanks so much for listening. This is your reminder to get out there and keep on exploring.